Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Exciting and new. Go online. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Fiance. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90-day Beyonce. Someone you only met on your phone Be they French or Chinese A brand new K-1 visa's the key Ooh, The key to what, Poodle? To love It's reality, yes Let's love Okay, I'm a judgmental bitch <laughs> And water's wet But... I would be, I would be uh, reduced to ashes around Cleo's friend Jane. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> the way she just smiles at him—powerful. And it, I almost felt bad for him at one point. No, I, I'm gonna, I want. They're up first, and I want to talk to you about this. I, I agree. I found myself wanting to defend him for a couple reasons. Oh no. I'm going to ask you, too, because you are also someone who talks to strangers. Cause so I'm going to read you for filth and ask you about it. What? Oh, oh, now you're going to talk to me. Like, this, this wasn't about Christian. This is just about a way no, to no, no. shame me. Well, that, so what that, if I was that's... in New York City over the weekend, and I walked by some guy, and he was yawning, and I looked at him as he was sitting on the street, and I said, well, sugar, you're going to make me yawn, too. And I just yawned, and he looked at me like I was from Mars. And my two friends that were with me laughed so hard and said, that's the most non-New York thing I've ever seen in my life. That man had not been spoken to by a stranger. He was a very cute young man. I said, he yawned. And I said, well, sugar, you're going to make me yawn. He laughed. I'm going to have thoughts <laughs> about how to uh, diagnose you, you. You can't put a muzzle on me. You already tried like five years ago. That's um, why I have to get braces now. But I, it's interesting because I think it's... 
I don't like it when anyone gangs up on anyone, even if they're a bad person. Agreed. Um, so we're, we're going we're to talk about it a little bit. But boy, Jane, the way she was just smiling at him and going, so good to meet you. There is, we'll talk about it, but there is a bit from Cleo of, do you like him? Or now, because he's been an asshole to you, are you just not testing him, but just dragging him through the muck? Oh, I don't think that's it. I think she does want to get back at him for some things. I think she's still hopelessly in love with him. I still think that, too. Yeah. Yo, this is B90. This is reality gaze. B90. B90. No. No. B90. 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 Season 6, Episode 14. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. We've already discussed Patrick Swayze and me dancing with Brandy Buck at Nauseam. Patrick Swayze? We discussed Patrick Swayze. With Dirty Dancing. No one said anything about Patrick Swayze. Well, he's dead. <laughs> My dad's favorite movie, Ghost. You know what's a, a, a strange performance that so you don't expect him? And, and so he was a weird choice for it. was him and Donnie Darko. I've never Is seen a, that movie. Of course you haven't. Was it good? It's a. F- Don't ask me if D- Donnie Darko was a good movie. <laughs> Why? Don't ask me <laughs> if a movie that's so formative. I. You know oh, what? I that, can't- that's a movie of Ian Summerholder, isn't no, it? No, it's not even Summerholder. It's Jake Gyllenhaal before he was famous. Oh. Jake Gyllenhaal, Jenna Malone. Jenna Malone. No, I'm not explaining <laughs> Jenna Malone to you. No. Is she famous? She was in Saved. I'm not. Oh, I'm, I can't remember. No, her. we're not playing this game. <laughs> I'm already annoyed. We're not playing this game. Hey Siri, what does Jenna Malone look like? Oh, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> it didn't come up. Keep talking. So, here's the thing. Patrick Swayze, he just played a role that was no, so not, not Jenna, him. Not Jenna Marble. Um, because he was like. Oh, yeah, Jenna Malone. Yeah, she's a famous actor. Well, she doesn't do much anymore. You'd have to talk to her agent about that. (laughs) She's on strike right now. We support the strike. We're a SAG podcast. (laughs) Way to make a stand. We are a SAG podcast. Mm -hmm. We do support the strike. Um, So, okay, so... Anyway, I Donnie I Dark. I don't know how I got there. Is this a um, superhero movie? No, I hate oh. you. You know, you you honestly don't know what it's about. I don't know what any of that movie's about. I thought that's the movie where Ian Somerhalder's in it. And he does something no, kind of gay. That's that is the Brett Easton Ellis. Um, if you hadn't have said it, I would have come up with it. People are screaming. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, lo- Rules of Attraction. Rules of Attraction. That's the movie you beat off to like a oh, million that's, times. That's like a that's like a kind of gay movie. Yes, which is your James Vanderbeek. James, James Vanderbeek making out with Ian Summerholder. They actually make out. Yes, tongue. I don't. How do I know? <laughs> well, ask an intimacy coordinator. Exactly. Why have you shown that movie to me? I want to see gay stuff. I own it. You could easily. I don't want to touch your copy. We slippery. Back to Donnie Darko. <laughs> yeah, that's a movie about. It's a really existential movie about he's. He's having dreams about something, and then a bad man in a, in a rabbit suit. Um, oh, it's also become it's also about space time continuum and the theory of wormholes. And well, I'd love that movie. They did not. No, they need to name that better. 
than Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko in space or time He's traveler? Not in space. Colon Donnie Darko. People then I would are, know. People who know that movie and love that movie are really frustrated. Well, I'm just right saying now. they didn't advertise it. You're well, not explaining because I well. like those kind of movies. Um, announcements wise, I'm just praying for death at this point. <laughs> um. Listen to our previous episode for all the announcements. September fully loaded, y'all. Fully loaded. You're getting a lot of content if you're on the Reality Gaze Plus, mm-hmm. uh, the $5 or the $8 tier. $8 tier yes. uh, and it's always on the $15 tier. Um, the shows are Selling the OC, mm-hmm. um, which is coming out the 5th. Plathville, uh, which Plathville, is coming out the 5th. I'm sorry. Selling the OC is coming out the 8th. Plathville is the 5th. Uh, Love is Blind after the altar season four, which is the first, which is like literally we're going to be recording this weekend. Um, and then you're also going to get uh, Love is Blind at the end of the month, the 22nd. Yep. So that's fully, your fully loaded. loaded. Also, y'all on our um, like a twink at Fire Island. Woo! On our RG Plus, we're going to be giving you the um, Kim from Cray Cray and I are going to be jumping on the mic. And we're going to be doing a talk about Last Resort. So, because we're watching it. There's some other podcasters, too, I might talk with as well. Um, since Poodle runs from it in fear. I uh, it, I understand that it might be good. I don't love the navel gazing and the, 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 the overwroughtness of it all. I just, that's not for me. You would like it. Maybe, and I wa- I watched the first episode and it wasn't bad, but mm. I also just, ugh, every time I see Pred's face, I get annoyed. He's the most, but I don't, we don't talk about him. I skip over his parts. Yeah. So anyway, but when that'll be coming situations, out. you have to watch them. Yes. And he is always interjecting and making a stupid joke and trying to be like her, like his seeing his face triggers me so much. And he's always trying to. He's always trying to take down other men before they can yep. take down him because yep. he's just feels so insecure because he has his, his no neck thing and he feels bad about himself. And I've said this before. His physical appearance is the, the least, least defensive thing about him. Yes. Um, so anyway, they're but they're really they focus more on other. It was great. So that's going to be with Kim. Um, any other announce? I don't think. Let's jump in. We got a Broadway corner coming up. About our time in New York. A duo. It's a, you saw, it's, a, it's a duet Broadway corner. You saw More Than Me. I don't know that show. <laughs> Who's wrote You it? saw more shows than me. More shows. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Y'all, she's half here. That was... That was, you know what? That you should have kept going. That could have been a who's on first. That was an unintentional <laughs> Avin Casella routine. If you're on the end of the you saw my face go, oh my God, he doesn't know what I just because said. That, you know what I heard? It, you know what clicked in my head was. You saw more than me. Was once upon a one, uh, once one more upon time. One more time. Yeah. Which I did not see, even though I do love Justin Guarini. I don't want to see that show. Some I've sissies been, have seen it. The issue I have, someone has asked me, people have asked me about that show. In fact, I'm going to stay for the Broadway Corner. Great. So, um, because I'll, I want to give my, I'll give, I'll give my opinion about it. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't think any other announcements. Um, we actually we are still giving money to Hawaii, Hawaii in our Facebook group yeah, uh, to, Maui. to Maui Charity. Uh, and sissies in Florida are getting it uh, t- right now. Yeah, as, we're, we're thinking as of we're y'all. Podcasting. We're recording this on Wednesday, so we're thinking about you, uh, Florida sissies and Georgia and some South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully you guys. Um, the flooding won't be too bad. Um, hopefully, everyone's evacuated if they needed to. Hopefully, they did. So we saw Idalia. Uh Daniel and Amber. Amber posted. She said, "Must be nice to evacuate the hurricane." I've got to go work my restaurant shift tonight. <laughs> that's the most Amber. That's the most Amber thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, "Good for you." Must be nice to go. I've got to go work my restaurant shift tonight. <laughs> Daniel. Their Instagram, they look like they're having so much fun. Good. Anyway, I would love to see them again Me and too. party with them. That would be fun. And their little queenie friend can lose his phone again. Yes. We'll go to a gay I bar. <laughs> it was great. What a great that night. Was such, I was like, oh my God, I would have been you like 25 years ago. I would have been you. Yes. Um, we had a great time Maybe over podcast movement. Um, and also, uh, again... Uh, we, what, oh, we're sending out, sending out our love to Mary Payne and Pink Shade. She's had surgery this week, so she's got all this content. Didn't ask us to be on it. Good. We, we had too have, much. We had too much. No, okay. We would we have, about, We would have done it. Anyway, so we're just sending out a little love to MP. That's it. Get well soon. Get well, get well soon. We and hope I, you yes. will get well. Thank you to Chris Fair at DocuSweeties for introducing me to Dior Lip Oil. I'm obsessed. Oh, no. Oh, it's so good. It's another thing. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I'm not wearing it right now. I enjoy my lip balm. That's great. Well, I had one, but I gave it to a friend that I met with because she tried it on, and I said, it looks better on you. Take this one. I'll just get another one. But it has your cooties all over it. I just used it once. I just bought it. Yuck. You put your mouth on someone's Gamora. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, listen our previous episode when you will get a full full report on Gamora-ing. Justice for Gamora. Justice for Gamora. My Libra self is very upset. Oh, God. Because We're talking about Libras cities, now. Those cities, it, it's always mentioned the same breath. Sodom and Gamora. What does Gamora have? Besides the naming after a Guardians of the Galaxy character. Who has a lot of money. That what actor. Zoe Saldana? Yeah, she was famous before Guardians. I know, but she's in she's in the, all the richest movie franchises of all time. Star Trek. That's not even the bigger ones. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avatar. I forgot she was in Avatar. She's, in, she's the main woman in Avatar, and Star Trek. But there's something else. She's people are screaming. I I'm not a big fan of those movies like you are. But I'm just saying, I love the Star Trek movies. I want to watch the new series. Anyway. Uh, Bra- not Brave New Worlds. Far Discoveries. New Worlds. No. Th- th- People that, that out one, there. That one's not good. I, not I had a problem with Discovery. I need to Star catch up on Discovery. that in Picard. Strange New Worlds. Maybe, yeah. I need to watch that. Because it's about the first Captain Kirk. Yes, not Captain Pike. Sa- and it's about, and it's like, oh, you more know like the original name. series. Yes, I, of course I know who... Uh, Everyone who knows about the series knows it's Captain Pike. Captain Christopher Pike. Very famous episode when they, when they oh. saw the original Captain. I don't 
think people know as in depth as you do. Uh, anyone who's watched the series knows that it's Captain Pike. People, people who have a like a, even just a friend, a fringe association with Star Trek, know who Captain Pike is. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's because you're a Trekkie and you won't admit it. Did you know I finished the book? Christian and Cleo. Uh, but did you know in the old Star Trek, did you ever watch the old Star Trek where there was like a little kid who was like an alien king and he would drink this like weird juice? Yes, I've seen that episode. That's Ron Howard's brother. Clint Howard? That's Clint Howard. That makes sense. I remember him. He was very strange looking. Well, that he still goes to conferences for that. You should go meet him. Yo, I will, do you know how I knew Poodle was a Trekkie? And then we're going to start this show. Is I give Poodle little gifts all the time. And like, for instance, I'm, I'm holding this little pen that says Queen. And no, I'll someone get, gave that to I us. I know, someone gave it. But like, if I give you something, and Poodle will go, oh, thank you. And then he'll set I'll it throw somewhere. throw it in the garbage. Kind of like that Sonos box that I gave him three months ago. It's just sitting there. When I gave him this, like, I saw it on the comic book website, one of those really nice, it looks like a Star Trek communicator. I gave it to him, and he went, Ooh. I put it in a place. <laughs> you got very excited. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I'm begging you to move on. I'm done. Christian and Cleo. <laughs> Christian, that's what you said. Christian and Christian Cleo. Christian and Cleo. We're cooking Boy. Thanksgiving dinner. He says, now, Cleo, you're going to have to take the lead on this because I can't cook. I can make rice, grilled chicken, steamed broccoli. That's all I can do. I can also make a mess of our relationship. <laughs> now, look, Cleo might have listened to Poodle's turkey tips. Massaging butter under the skin. Now, you really need to do that for a turkey breast which because the turkey breast is so dry. Now, sh they probably should have cooked it upside down and then browned the skin mm. as they would have went. I prefer the method of cooking a chicken, cooking a turkey breast. If you're going to cook a turkey breast only, cook it in an actual pot because it doesn't dry out as much. Like a Le Creuset or something yes. like that? Like mm. in a... In a, in a, in a, in a um, Dutch oven. Dutch oven, yes. Um, did it make you want... Neither Dutch nor an oven. No. Discuss. 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 Um, it made me excited for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's basically... When this episode airs, it's fall. You're going to be in Italy. You're not going to get a Thanksgiving. Oh, I pasta. It's fine. <laughs> I'll eat it when I come back for Christmas. They all cook it then. Oh, they have the same dinner? It's fall. By the way, it is fall almost for everybody it, when they're listening to this. Not Los Angeles. It's September. Might as well be. It's not fall until September 21st. Uh, Starbucks has its pumpkin stuff out. <laughs> I know, and they're basic. Look good. They can fuck off. Oh, I'm telling you, I got to get back into tennis because I stayed at a hotel where the tennis players were staying, and I st stood behind a guy who I'm pretty sure was a somewhat famous tennis player from some Spanish-speaking country because that's what he was speaking. Mm-hmm. His ass looked like a, a, an ass that Michelangelo would sculpt. Oh, lovingly. Just, yes, mm -hmm. just like, and right under his little Under Armour shorts, just could reach out and touch it. I'm uncomfortable. Let's go. Okay. Christian and Cleo. So y'all, Christian is, of course, being filthy and massaging the butter under his skin and doing shtick the whole time. Yeah. He's like, like watching me do that? I wrote, ew, ew. I, was, Ma making you jealous of the turkey, Cleo? 
it made me laugh, but also it's telling that Cleo hasn't let this go when Cleo said, Cleo said are you going to invite that turkey over for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> that was genius. That was that was she's, burn. She has gotten in two massive reads. She has in the last, and I wish I and when she told when she told uh, uh, Christian when he was talking about his small neck on the last episode, she's like, "My Adam's apple's bigger than yours." That was the first like epic read. Epic read. And epic then read. this is like. It's like, boy, am I, am I can you jealous with this turkey? He's like, well, I don't know. It made me jealous if you would talk to this turkey and maybe invite it over for Thanksgiving. So maybe don't do that. So Jane <laughs> shows up, y'all, looking with her, not stank face, but sweet face, because you don't know what she, she, she just... she just has a smile. Mm. Jane is not Brit- fully British. She's like, like Eastern European or something like that. Mm-hmm. And y'all, an Eastern European woman is going to hold her secrets and then unleash on you. Yeah. This woman is something. I'll take your word for it. Um, uh, he also said, though, he had to come back to her. He says, you're the only bird I need. <sighs> I will say her cats are really cute. They are. Uh, Christian says, I'm hoping to make a better impression. And Cleo says, um, says they have to look at one another. I, oh, they cheers. They all cheers. And, and Cleo's like, wait a minute. We all have to look at each other in the eye. Y'all know how I feel about that. I've gone off on that, I think, on this show before. I hate it. Why? I hate it when you're in the middle of dinner and you're cheersing someone. And someone goes, hey! Someone goes like, you go, cheers, and you're just being nice looking, and they're like, you didn't look at me in the eye. 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 It's It's a lot. It's stupid. It's a lot. I'm okay. Who cares? I'm okay with looking people in the eyes. I don't want to be chastised. Or nor do I want to get stared at no, by someone. No, it makes me not want to. You know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying not to spill my alcohol all over the table. So I'm looking <laughs> at my drink when I cheers. I think that is, I've done that before, and I usually do spill my drink because usually. You're not paying attention, especially if you've got a martini. And I'm already a little tipsy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've already had like two to three pregame drinks before yes. dinner. I'm going to say this so. now. End eye gazing and cheers. Save that for intimate sex. I'm surprised. And so I actually agreed with Christian here because you could, sometimes I'm afraid I'm going to like slam into the glasses. Yes. And, and they both went, what do you mean? Well, you're an aggressive <laughs> cheerser. True, I am. And you break glasses. But at one point, I was kind of like, this is where I kind of felt like that That Cleo, I can't believe I'm defending him because y'all know how I hate this guy. Wow. That it felt like a setup. You love him. Stop it. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. Did you not get that feeling it, at no, all? No, it did feel like he was, it felt like he was born to, or he was just set up to fail. And remember, he invited a woman to this. So just imagine if that woman was there and didn't have to go to Brussels. Totally agree. I and I still think, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna hit you with this because, and maybe you'll maybe this is way off base, and I need to really think about what I've done. <laughs> I just sit in a corner. I like it when you say that. But um, so he's carving the turkey breast, and Cleo kind of casually brings up. He's like, "Well, you won't believe it that he there was only gonna be there was there was only gonna be three of us." But there was going to be another one because he invited a random girl. She, I don't think she should have brought it up at Thanksgiving. But no. And it, if, she's, if he's hoping to make Jane feel better about him, that's not the way to do it. And so, of course, Jane just smiles and going, what do you mean? You were talking to a girl. And then 
then, then there's this false equivalency because I don't want to talk about this. They say, well, do you, when you talk with Gautis Bars, do you have conversation with guys? He's like, well, I do, but like half the women on this planet are female. Bad answer. Bad answer. Everything is, a, is, a, is an evasion. Mm-hmm. But I want to address this. Men who talk to girls like this are weirdo guys who don't have guy friends. They also find it hard to relate to a lot of men. I can, I can see a lot and of people like that. this guy cannot relate to other straight men. I agree with that. So this, that's he why... He feels inferior. Yes. I think. And that's... I, I, I'm, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm defending this piece of trash. But what if both things are true? Yes, that's true why he does it. And it is dumb for him to think that any woman is not going to think you're trying to hit on me. Totally agree with you. It's, and that, to me, is male hubris. So but just, what, well, I can... what they are saying, what Cleo and Jane are saying is, you want to, you don't talk to men and only talk to women because you were always flirting with these girls and you want to pick them up. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I don't think it is, and I understand, though, why they think that. And comb- I well, think... Also, I don't think either of them know a lot of straight men. And I also think... Especially Americans like him. It's just... I don't think it's this one determinant. Yeah. It all... I understand why they think of that way. Because she says... Cleo says, I don't care if you have other female friends. It just feels like randomly talking to people. That combined with... It was like she had to like pull him to have any physical connection with her. True. She had to keep asking him just to feel like he's even interested in her. So combined... If he was... If he was probably dicking her down on the nightly yeah. and like making her feel loved and supported, she might not have a problem with it. I disagree. I think her insecurity Well, with she's that, insecure. Yeah. Jane would have a problem with now, it. Now, what happened when Jane says, so why do, you, why do you feel the motivation to talk to strangers? Why? Why do you have the motivation to talk to strangers? Because are, you and Christian are similar in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I never talk to people that I would hit on or would want to have sex with. So what if... I don't do what I'm if, too shy. What if he's not wanting to do that? Um, I'm throwing that out there. That's true. But I also, it's different. It's not a comparable because he's a straight man and with women, I'm a gay guy. What it's if different. you're talking to another gay guy like you were when we were out? When we were out? When we were out at the hotel. The gays who were around us. Well, they came and talked to me because they didn't like, they wanted to know why didn't you get the, why did they not get a, a real so glass like you, you got? would not want to talk to a gay guy who you weren't interested in. You would not talk to I'd be to too a, nervous to talk to someone that I was attracted to. Let's say you're to. not attracted to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, if someone feels sister, then maybe I would talk to them. Um, yeah. Or sometimes, but it's also a little, it's a little different too because sometimes in, some social set settings, too. I will talk to gay people if I need to assess safety and I don't know if I'm, in, if I'm not in a gay area. Right. That's almost more when I would start up a conversation with somebody and be like, girl, and stuff right. like that. Um, but, but I'm, it, but I'm yeah. asking you to see this from his perspective. I am, but I'm just saying if I was in a gay bar in West Hollywood, yeah. I would – People and he's meeting someone at a bar, yeah, at a straight bar where that's prime to meet people. Mm-hmm. If I talk to anyone there, 
I would have a knowing. It's different than talking to someone at the grocery store. Gotcha. I would have a knowing that this is a time and the place where people meet to go out with one okay, another. I see. I, so, I think a lot of it is to where, like she said, they're at these places. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with everything you're saying. I'm agreeing, but I'm just saying it. I feel like you're lo- looking at it more as like a it's black or white, but it's so c- combined I, with all the other things that's but going no, on. I, that's exactly what I want. I think Jane and Cleo are seeing it as black and white. Uh, yeah. Like you're only t- talking to women to sleep with them. Which and how how could she see the complexity? Because nothing else matters. Because Cleo just thinks he doesn't love me. He doesn't love me. He doesn't and love me. Like a constant. She's, she's autistic. Uh, so, yeah, on a, that's literally on a constant loop for her. And Jane's not helping. So anything that's going to bring that thought yeah. to the forefront and make that thought louder is going <sighs> to get amplified more than other right. other situational things that you're talking about. I also wrote down, uh, Christian thinks, Christian does talks to people, whether it's women or men, because he can't sit with himself. He's mm-hmm. not comfortable and he needs constant attention. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's a douchebag? Yes. Do I think he's always trying to cheat on people? No. I, I don't think if he's that's... cheated on people in the past before. That's a good question. I understand as he's talking to them, I understand that he's, especially with both of them, he's getting really, I mean, I think part of it, he's thinking about the show, but also he's getting super defensive because he keeps saying, you're trying to make me out to be somebody I'm not. Which he's really afraid of. Which... Every time he talks about it, it just makes him look worse, honestly. Yeah. But don't you but think... But I understand why he's saying it. But don't you think that's... It's the whole... It's the whole... Cleo has someone there who's going to completely be on her side regardless. And he doesn't. And he doesn't, and he gets... He has been accused of being this person before. And, and it's just like... It's not that I don't think anyone... That Christian's misunderstood... I think I know exactly who he is, but I don't think that every woman he talks to, he wants to fuck. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm defending him, and this may be a weird, wow, a weird uh, branch to crawl out on. Wow, but I, I, I really think there are there is a certain type of guy like Christian who has all female friends, who maybe has a couple of work friends who are male. But they, they, and he is like flirting with them. He flirts with girls because he flirts. And that makes him feel alive. I don't think he wants to fuck all of them. Mm-hmm. The Christian on tow with Rebecca, Christian wants to fuck all those girls. I don't think. I wish he'd fuck this, some of those this boys. Christian, the Christian on tow wants to fuck all those girls. Christian on B90, I don't think he'd, he has no game. He wouldn't be no, able to. No, I don't to. think he has game. Yeah. So I think that's where I draw the distinction. And I think he's so he's so uh, sensitive in his soul. That's why he gets defensive. I just don't think they see each other in the correct way for kind of how they present to the world. Um, mm-hmm. Because she doesn't seem, as she said before, he's so good looking. He's such a catch. Ugh. She puts him on this pedestal. So she, she can't see him that. You can't see someone for who they are when you're yeah. too busy shrouded in your own when you're your own uh, incomplete self-worth. What I hate is That's when, super important. She'll never be able to see no, him like that. When Jane leaves, he basically says, I really, it, why don't you bring that up after we had talked about it? And she apologizes. And then she feels like shit. 
and he feels like shit, and they're trying, they're basically out shaming the other to a point where he wants to talk about it, and I don't even think anything can be accomplished. She leaves. And we never find out if the turkey was dry or not. Spoiler alert. It was. You think? Just by looking at it? She put a ton of butter in there, but I guarantee you they overcooked it. You've got you to take a turkey breast out I thought the way before. Decent. Canned peas. <laughs> Canned peas. No. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe Sunrise Surprise? Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals, you know that. Poodle, what are you doing? By the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy. When it comes to flowers, I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not in a purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Cool. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away 
by our song, Finch Song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Song Finch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Uh-oh, he's turned his pad over. That means... Canned peas. That means it's time for... Da -da 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 go the New York See a Show. Get out there with your hoes. Because it's time to talk about musical theater. Because it's... Maddie and Poodle's Broadway Corner. You could have even said Poodles Broadway Corner. I wouldn't have been upset. But thank you for I the wanted, inclusion. I wanted to include you. I appreciate that. Because you were, you saw. A, made my heart hurt. You saw Broadway Corner. You saw Broadway. And I, I saw Broadway. There's a show called Broadway Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it. <laughs> um, and, and as long as you do it in the format that I require, we'll be fine. <laughs> Always. When do I ever veer from it? Um, we were in New York and saw, um, I only saw, I was going to try to see another show. I couldn't put it into my schedule. Um, you got to see two shows. Oh, no, three. I saw three. You saw three shows. Mm -hmm. Wow. You were there a day longer than I was. I was. I would have, I would have seen something if I wasn't there. That's why I stayed things. a day longer so I could see that show. Yeah. So oh. first talk about what, first talk about, let's talk about the show we saw together. Yes. The revival of Sweeney Todd. Anna, she's back now, too. Anna Lee Ashford. Anna Lee Ashford. Yeah. We, we didn't see her. We saw the understudy. Gina but DeWalt. We, but we did see Josh Groban. Yes, we did. We did. Um, um, my first time seeing Sweeney Perriard. What did, you, what did you think of the piece? You've never seen it before. No. And I actually didn't even know the story. I, yeah. Spoiler alert. I didn't know Miss Lovett died at the end. <laughs> Who knew? Everyone dies at the end, you bitch. <laughs> I did. Except for except for uh, Anthony Toby. and Joanna or Anthony. Yeah, Toby's gonna die. So, yeah, for certainly. He'll so, go. He'll go to Fog's Insane Asylum. There you go. So I didn't know all that. But I'm disappointed I, they didn't, didn't give him the white hair. I did know though about half the songs just from yeah being in the musical theater world. Um, I. What do you think of it as a piece? I loved it. It was a musical. I thought it was, a, uh, I, I, I would arguably, I think, I think say maybe my favorite Sondheim piece I've seen on stage. Wow. Really liked it. It is my favorite as well. The staging of this is so, the I have several favorites. The yeah. music is super. 26 piece orchestra. It, yeah, just hearing them live. But the music, you already knew this, but some of the musical moments were some of the most complex. 
Oh, yes. And like, they, I they, I would hear it, but then Poodle would lean over and say, this is a really hard part with the three, four, five, <laughs> and this is where they do this, and that, which I don't mind. I think it's cute because he gets excited. I was uh, adding a little commentary. He even like during the show when they do different time numbers, I, was, I look over and Poodle's conducting. I was it's so conducting. cute. It doesn't bother me at all. I think it's really sweet. And all of the five, eight sections. <laughs> <laughs> he gets very excited. And I apologize to the woman next to me because I was convulsing. She didn't know. No, she was there on a, like a book report or no, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah. What, what were your over? You had seen a lot of it. So. It, okay, I've a lot say, of versions of it. The fifth time I've seen the show. Um, not done very often because it's very difficult. It's a very difficult show musically, it's very difficult to cast. Um, it requires a certain level of tech. I mean, you have to have a chair that can somehow put people down into a shoot. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know Sweeney and the plot, it is about a barber, a murderous barber, who's trying to avenge the supposed death of his wife. I'd seen the movie. Yeah. And terrible. Terrible. It's, and I'd forgotten the end. I forgot she, like, I didn't even remember the end. The movie's so yeah. forgettable. Um, so don't watch it. I would agree. See a local production if you can. You could see probably, I think you can see the stage version with Angela Lansbury. I think it's still on Netflix. Or it's somewhere online. Yeah, I would watch that. Um, the, the music was performed pretty much as pristine as I've ever heard it. That's a good word for it. It's super and clean. Everything was clean. The diction was marvelous. I can walk away. I had two problems. Like I said, I had two problems. It was, no, probably three. And y'all, when I can choose three problems to have, that's a damn good review from me. Mm. Just let me just say that. Um, I wanted Toby's hair to be white at the end. That's a thing. They chose not to do it. It's fine. And also, I wanted the factory whistle to be there, and it wasn't. That's the yeah! horrible sound. They just took it out of this production. I'm not sure why. Um, they could have used a, a synth stop, but they didn't do it. Um, I didn't notice. The direction was immaculate by... Tommy Kale. I love the choreography. So it's by Stephen Hoggett. I hated it on Tony's, but I loved it in this theater. Mm. Um, the other third, the other third thing I did not like did not like was Joanna. Yeah, like we both you pointed out, we, we both did not like the way she was directed or the way she was doing the show. Yes, all the secondary characters, the Beatles, the Judge, um, Pirelli, incredible. Really Everyone wonderful. was incredible. Really wonderful. Yeah. Toby. Toby was incredible. It was great. Everybody was incredible. Um, the ensemble sounded spectacular. They did sound Groban good. Groban <clears throat> got me more than I thought he would. A little bit was kind of his voice shaking like this, like Tony the Tiger sometimes. Yeah. But um, I got to say, he made it work for me. He did. I, I was worried about him. What I hated, and I asked you, you could hear me. I'm like, why are they laughing? The like, audience. Yeah, I'll set this up. Like when Sweeney kills someone, and especially when he kills people, like like people that you know as an audience member, you already know that he's probably, I mean, this is a big spoiler alert. So if you don't want to see the show, you're going to see when, it. When That's bad why. people die, like when Sweeney kills a quote-unquote bad, bad person. person. Or, let's, or let's say a poor beggar woman that you know is probably more than that. Yeah. Your, my reaction was, oh, God. 
It's and, a further descent and into people, madness. People laughed, or when he killed the quote bad person, people cheered. And, and you I were went, confused by that. And I went, it wasn't confused. I was, don't you understand what show you're in? When they say, death co- or, or uh, uh, um, woe to these who moralize. It's in the prologue. <laughs> it is. And that's the point of the show. That's the point of the prologue and the epilogue is to say, attend this. And now, what would you have done? I, no one yeah. fucking listened to the prologue. Well, and I, I know I'm on a soapbox, but oh But well. I know I told Poodle, this is what happens when you go see a musical with someone famous like Josh Groban. Is people are there, they don't see Sweeney Todd. They see, oh, Josh Groban just killed the bad... Carl, Josh Groban just killed the bad person! Carl! That's what they're seeing, I think. Yeah. That's what I think. I agree. It's just... That made you seem to go less crazy about it when I said it. Because he was livid. I just... It's a show for theater people. That's and, that part. And I understand you need to put butts in seats. I totally get it in this day and age. But like, it didn't it feel was, like they did. It didn't feel like it was directed yeah. that way. I think because they could, because Sondheim just died, and, they, and it's Josh yeah. Groban. They know people. And they really treated the source material with the respect it deserved. I think if I could have seen it like opening weekend, mm-hmm. it might have been different than the most touristy time possible. We'll see. I'm going back to New York in October. The biggest problem I had was, y'all, not the show. It was the audience. I might see it again just to see Annalie Ashford. Oh, yeah. And I like the show so much. I kind of want to see what I missed. Tell us about Goodnight Oscar. You saw Sean Hayes in Goodnight Oscar. Loved it. You know, I saw, I I think I told you, like, the first 10 minutes of the play were a little slow, just dialogue-wise, not acting-wise. I am still thinking about his performance in that show. Yeah. It was such a great show. Oscar Levant. Good good night, Oscar. It's about Oscar Levant, this guy who, I don't know if he was, I don't think he was homosexual. Yes, but he, he was. But I thought he, yeah. The, Closet. But he had a wife. Um, but he was known for like. So did I. Basically somebody, <laughs> somebody poodle would have been in like the 1950s. Totally. Where he just goes on talk shows and smokes and talks shit about people. Yeah. And makes quips. And played piano. He was, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Tom. Uh, Tom Twain, Mark Twain, like Mark he was Twain. like a humorist or yeah. a, a, what a critique, uh, and so humorist, yes, and so Tom Twain, yes, he was on um, Jack Parr's show a yeah. lot, and Jack Parr would even end every show and say, "And wherever you are, good night, Oscar, good night, Oscar. and mm-hmm. that's the way." And so that's why it's called Good Night, Oscar. Um, Sean Hayne plays this character, and. It was so, you know, you worry a little bit like when the guy had a very certain way he spoke, the way he talked, mm-hmm. and he had. I'm really actually sad you didn't see it. As a musician, I think you really would have spoke to you. Uh, they filmed it for PBS. Um, I would say watch it. Yeah. Just to see, because the way they did the show, it, um, he had, he was brilliantly smart and he had horrendous mental illness. Yep. Also, I think there's been announced that he's going to do it out here. Oh, so that's that makes why, sense. That's the oh. reason I didn't go. Um, I'm glad I got to see it in New York. It yeah, was a great. I get it. Um, but uh, it it was to see. You know me. I'm not like a, a crier. Although I'm, I cry more now at things, but not sad things. But more when people do something that's really hard. I've never seen and it. It's impressive to me. <laughs> uh, well, there you go. No, okay. <laughs> um, but the whole point is is. 
since a lot of people won't see the play, is that he always wrote his own music, and he always wanted to play his own music. Mm-hmm. And he was so terrified, and the voices in his head said, no one's going to listen to your music. No one cares about what you want to say. And apparently the way this play dramatizes that, literally Bernstein is in his head talking to him. Wow. Saying, you have to play my piece. You have. So, like, he goes, unlike, and when he went, he could play, he was very famously known for playing. Bernstein or Gershwin? Gershwin, I'm sorry. Yeah. He was very famously known for playing Rhapsody in Blue. If you don't, if you're not a musician, that's the old United Airlines thing. That sounds that sounds like a conga. <laughs> it does. But so there's this buildup in the show where he finally is going to play his his first piece mm-hmm. on the piano, and he gets up there. And he plays Rhapsody, yeah. and your heart—I already knew that—breaks. Yeah, and um, but the the performance of seeing Sean Hayes as a pianist perform a technically incredibly hard piano piece, but to perform that in character with someone who is in the throes of a mental breakdown yep. and make it seem real. After he finished, the audience stood up and he got a five-minute yeah. standing it's, ovation. It's why he won the Tony. And I started crying. Yeah. Because it was one of the biggest... It, as an actor, it was one of the most impressive feats I've ever seen in, yeah. on, in person. It was amazing. This hasn't been announced yet, but it's going to be... They think it's going to be the um, the bonus show at the Geffen. I've heard. Uh, that's, why, that's why I was kind of waiting. It would play well there. Yeah. So, loved it. It was great. Kimberly Kimbo's fine. <laughs> you really liked it. You saw he, he I saw, did. I want to make Poodle he saw angry. The, he, he saw the show that I was like, this is my favorite thing that I've seen in New Broadway. Everything else was dwarfed by it that I saw. I, you know what? This is what I think about Kimberly Kimbo. Was the music amazing? No. Were there a lot of songs that I could sing when I left the theater from it? No. I'll be honest. I actually said this to myself. I'm saying this on the mic, but I'm not just saying. I went, Jake has written better musicals than this, (laughs) than I think this show. That's wonderful. Um, But it reminded me, actually, a lot of the shows you like to do. Yep. And then it's about taking a a simple human story and a simple want and just letting that play out and not trying to force it into something theatrical letting form dictate content and making it bigger than it needs to be mm-hmm. which is what a lot of musicals do now yep. which is like one of my big things and why i hate a lot of like it's just so much and that's why i think why a lot of people hate musical because it feels yes that's we're depressed we're depressed like it makes no sense um anyway but you were right though it's a, just a gem of a show yeah. really wonderful performances um and yeah, I I just I th- I thought it was I don't you know at first the first act I was like ah, okay I like it yeah. but I wasn't like kind of drawn into it mm-hmm. and then what pulled me in was that number which I this is a number I thought was the best number of the show was the turn oh. where they're at the table the way it was the way it was the stage the music of it yeah. the way it was sung so smart that's where I was like oh yeah. so so smart. Anyway, I enjoy it, but I'm going to say this. I think Miss Anthony will write a more successful musical. Well, I it'll have... be called Gay Home. 
Gay home. <laughs> I think we can move on now. And the- that's our Broadway Corner. Barbecue sauce. Amanda and Rosbon. Long show again. <laughs> I don't have a ton to say about Amanda and Rosbon. I just want to say this. I need him to fuck me down. <laughs> God, he's wow. hot. Well, I mean, I mean, boy. He gets He makes he, my man pussy wet. Just goosh. I'm so sorry, Frank. <laughs> just, uh, just here, here's, I mean, it's just. Here, here's the thing. I think. It's because he gets more and more vulnerable and kind of fucked up by her yes, the longer yes. he's there. Y'all, he's hot and he's insecure. Yeah. He had to have been a fat kid. Y'all, this woman has complete this Hooters home wrecker <laughs> has completely fucked him up. She has. By by fucking with his head. And, and fucking it- with his body. It's hard to watch. Because we see this is spoiler next week. You hear him saying, oh, because they weren't, he didn't feel super comfortable and he wasn't feeling great. And she went and banged his brains out that night. Here's the thing. I think she's taking an Olga class. She's, y'all, they're on the way to see their parents in Croatia. And he is just kind of losing it. Like he's, he's disassociating. By the way, he had to tell her on the 90 Day Fiance Twitter, it said that, she didn't understand why she had to bring her passport. And he just said he had to tell her it was a different country. Because <laughs> she's a homework, she's a Hooters homewrecker. Well, also an American. We're terrible at geography. We're idiots. So she's, turns out, when he's like not feeling well and he's kind of moving away from her, mm-hmm. she's all over him. Oh, all over him. All over his neck, all over him, kissing him. And I said, she's at her best. When she's at the chase. Oh, yeah. That's what all this was game about. Game recognizes game, <laughs> which is why I know that. Boy. The Especially boy, in my 20s. Especially in the 20s. The way you get Poodle to I be was, into you is to not be into him. Is to ignore me. Oh. Ignore me and I'll follow you anywhere. Drove you crazy. Or, or, or feel like you may be moving away from me. And I'll spite fuck you. Like she did to she him. She spites fucking. That's she what she spite does. fucks him. She is spite fucking him over and over and over. And then she says, and over and over. And then she says, I said so many hurtful things to him. And I guess it's up for me to just show me I want to be, I, that I really do want to be with him. Do you? No. Or are you just playing at you, your game of like your weird like Princess Diaries fantasy? She just wants. It, it's not a purse. This time it's just pecs, balls, and a taint. It's an accessory. <laughs> That's what she wants. He's just an accessory. So he's Her like, exotic man from afar for her to have. Yeah. And he, of course he asks, how do you curse in Croatian? He's like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you get fucked by ice. <laughs> the crab driver was cute. He was. They're in the Dick Riviera, y'all. They are. You can't miss. Very much the center of the Dick Riviera. Yes. And y'all, when we say Dick Riviera, we're aware that some of these countries may be landlocked. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It's lands of men with big penises. Because you can still throw your big dick over a national boundary yes. at the Riviera. Don't need a, you don't need a passport. You just need an assport. <laughs> <laughs> Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? 
That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I think I just blew out our sound. I'm so sorry, Frank. Don't need no passport. Just need your passport. I would be like Samantha Samantha Brown, but it would be passport to Europe. I love Samantha Brown. That's enough. That's quite enough. Love her. Um, So he's basically like saying, by the way, his shirt is so cute and gay. I kind of wanted it. I kind of want. He's it. perfect. I'm waiting for him to fuck it up, and I don't think he is now. I liked him from day one. So did I. No, you I did, did not. I you said he was him. a horrible fuckboy. I did no such thing. Gary, go to the <laughs> tape. You were quite dismissive. Don't you really with Christina? Christina, what if she drove? I, <laughs> I would die. So. We meet. We see the parents, and, uh, and this is the first girl he's brought since the ex-wife. Yes. And Daniela and Avram and his brother Fabian or Fabian, I'm not sure. Um, and Amanda's already saying, and the parents are cute. They're maybe slightly older than us. Slightly. I wrote the mom is, I think, younger than us. Yeah, maybe. She's really pretty. Yeah. He looks like her. But She's they pretty. seem kind and not imposing. Kind? She made homemade chicken soup from scratch and dad cried about how his ex-wife with, was an asshole. With the noodles. With the noodles. She made homemade noodles. Homemade noodles. And and then, and basically, he's, she's like, Amanda's like, do you need help with anything? And I went, well played, you snake. Already trying to get involved with That's the mom. A, so they sit there, they're eating, and they're, it's kind of... They're talking, and then Amanda says, ask her why uh, her and the ex-wife didn't get along. And I wrote, no, 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 no. You don't ask this on the first time you meet somebody. This is all part of her instincts that she needs to blow things up. Yeah. 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 Agreed. 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 And it's all because she, there's a part of her inside that knows that she thinks what she's doing is, is immoral. For herself. It's the same reason she fucked her manager at Hooters. 
and remember y'all, she dealer. fucked the manager at Hooters and broke up his family. And I have no problem with Hooters. Oh, love Hooters. But I'm gonna say this. I think I think this woman is a narcissist. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think she is bad. She's like that Jenny Jenny song, uh, Jenny Lewis song. Bad news, baby, you're a bad news. I think that's Rilo Kylie. Elvis's granddaughter? That's Riley Keough. <laughs> oh. oh. That's the band, oh. Rilo Kylie, when she's with. Was that Jenny Lewis, though, is with the that band? That is Jenny Lewis's vocals. Vocals. With Rilo Kylie. Well, Kiley. she's bad news. That's all I want to say. And, but you know, I, someone I, needs to save Rasvin. I could kind of see how you would go Riley Keough or Rilo Kylie. I understand that switch. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, so there big custody battle for the Presleys right now. Uh, basically, they are they're talking about kids, and she's like, oh, "I have two wonderful children. They're just such good kids." Sitting at home just, under prayer blankets, I just give them daddy's box, and they can uh, amuse themselves for hours. Some sissy said to me, "Because there's a second family." Did they get half of his ashes? Is there a second daddy's box? And it blew my mind. Wait, so the husband she ended up leaving? Oh, yeah, because he had a family, too. He left another family. Oh, my. There's daddy's boxes. Now, could he be one of these people who completely, I don't know if he did, did he lose, did he leave that family and completely abandon them and one of those people who never talked to his family again? That's gross. But that happens sometimes. That maybe happens. they were older. Oh, man. I just. But maybe, maybe there is a Daddy's Box sequel out there. Amanda's just playing with people's lives. That, yes, exactly like what she's it's doing. It's a game of sorry. That's exactly it. She's just hitting that pop thing and just rolling the dice. And that's what she's going to do well, for no, the rest of her life. She did her manager the same way. She needs to hope and pray. Uh, she needs to get under those prayer blankets and pray that at least one, or if not, both of her sons will be gay. Otherwise, <laughs> they're going to hate her. I think she only has one. She has son two and a sons. daughter. No, she has two sons. Son and a daughter. Oh. No, other was named like Kaylee or something like oh, that. Oh, she better hope that daughter's Remember a lesbian. Junior? They named name the son Junior. That daughter's going to hate her mom because she's going to learn all her dating issues from yeah. her mom. It's just a cycle, y'all. So, y'all, they're, they're talking about the ex, and the dad's like, well, they didn't have good, their communication wasn't good. She was always pushing away his views, and the dad's like, I don't think she loved him. And the dad cries. He's crying, and then he says, the dad's not dumb, and he says... The energy that's coming from their relationship, I hope Rasvin isn't making the same mistake. He said, I'm, it doesn't seem 100%. It doesn't seem uneasy. And I read, of course, Rasvin's making a mistake because he chose his pattern, not what is, he chose his pattern, not his desire, not what yep. he wants. That's really good. That's you what we all do. We choose you our pattern. Choose your pa you, you have to choose your pattern unless. Unless you radically jerk the steering wheel over to another lane, you, you, if you, if you have patterns of dating someone who's patterns terrible, patterns in your life that happen day to day. That's from Baby the Musical. That's the the older woman's song where she's like, not sure she can have a baby. 
Oh, wow. You're saying it's a miserable bitch. <laughs> That's mean. But, well, what I was going to say is, though, if you have patterns of dating someone who's terrible or it always ends in mm-hmm. chaos. Not familiar. Not familiar. <laughs> When you first find a relationship, a out. when you first find a relationship that's not your pattern, it's gonna feel like you're wearing a glove with three fingers at first. Yep. I have a feeling for Rasvin, this was just like slipping in old memories. Yep, I agree with you. Speaking of slipping in, Rasvin, Assport. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching it to portrait, I lifted up my leg. Speaking of slipping in, <laughs> let's talk about David trying to slip in that big old red, angry, <laughs> clown nose American penis into Sheila. I love that someone got reality gayed while we were talking about David's penis. And I wrote hearts on this because this has been my one of the my favorite ninety day segments, just their whole their whole their whole arc this episode that I've seen in a long time. I need them to succeed. I, I do too, but I'm just saying the way this was handled, y'all, she is signing better, and they created segments in this that were almost entirely, there was no spoken dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it just let you pay attention to the moments happening as they were. It made you pay attention. It made you lean in. It was, this was beautiful television. Did you cry? Match, of course I did. I ugly cried. It's beautiful. I'm human inside. You've I had enough I in say, you. I have to say, that. I'm human inside. You've had enough seeds. Um, um, so they're on vacation. They're on this beach getaway. They're going snorkeling. They're joking about sharks. It's it. Would it's, you? Would you have snorkeled with the turtles? No. Oh, yeah. Would you? Yeah. You wouldn't be afraid of them touching you. No, I'm not scared of turtles. What if there were fish around? Fish, I wouldn't have minded, but I, I wouldn't want sharks or eels. Get You're away. You're not going to have sharks or eels. Well, what if they come up? So, but would you snorkel? They might see my little love handle and go, <laughs> that looks plump. I have a feeling you'd be on the boat. <laughs> no, but I want to snorkel. I've never been snorkeling. I would like to do that. I think we should film you snorkeling. I think I, w- I would love to do it with turtles. But you know... Taking turtles means there are other fish and other things down there. I'm okay with that. Don't want a praying mantis. <laughs> That's not underwater. Or not a praying mantis, but that thing that killed the crocodile guy. Uh, stingray. It'll kill you. Not sure how you Stung said... him in the heart. Is that what happened? Yes! Stung him in the heart. That's sad. But there, there are things down there. What I saw in the video, I am open to. Okay. As long as it's a turtle and a fish that looks like Ellen, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I'll hope you'll hope, hope you can curate that. Just hope the fish is nicer than Ellen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be worried. <laughs> Finding bitchy. <laughs> um, okay, so they snorkel. Y'all. All this kind of gets to, to me, is there this dinner. And, but I think when they're signing earlier oh, they're on, on the, the boat, boat, it's like now they can communicate. They're not having to use a translator or, or like Jihoon and Devin. Now they can speak the same language and they can play. And they can like 
let their guard down with one another. Yes. And that this is the whole thing when people don't speak and each you don't other's have language. To use it. it is use it. it's like my Lyft driver. I was driving home from the airport today. I don't know where this is going. And this man was talking to me and I was kind of talking he talked to me first in English. He had an accent of some kind and so I could tell English wasn't his first language. So he's talking to me and I'm talking to him thinking he understands. Well then he pulls out a translator. I've never had anybody do this. And he speaks Chinese into it and then it translates to me and tells me that there's I guess there was a lot of riots today with hotel or uh, not uh, riots. riots, not uh, riots. That's pro- a way pro- protest. Protests. So he told me that we're going a different way because of traffic. But yeah. I thought of David and Sheila because I thought or union protests. Just to like get to that took a long time to get to that. Yeah, and that was fine. But man, it's got to be hard when it's somebody you're in love with and you want to have a relationship with and yeah. have. Because someone you're intimate with, and I don't mean physically, but when you're emotionally intimate with someone, you almost feel like they can not finish your sentence, but they are on the same page as you. It it is a requirement that one of your – one of the partners needs to learn the other's language. Again, think about it. What person from 90 Day Fiance that didn't learn the language are together? Devin and Jihoon, gone. Of course, I think there was other factors in that um, one. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Trying who, to think. Who learned English? Anna well, and Marcel. Marcel ended up learning English. Yes. There, there's a couple, but they have to work really hard. I love you, chicken. And Louise. Yes. He took a test. <laughs> he read children's books. Yes. Um, I just loved uh, also... When they're at dinner later on, and and she's like, I'm 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 kind of sad, and she's like, I've never had anything like this. I'm sad because your time is is you're leaving soon. It was a good reveal though, because you don't know why she's sad. You're like, are you sad because her mom died? Are you sad because yeah. her house Y'all, is falling apart and they have to pay seven thousand dollars? There's a lot of things she can be sad about. Her mother died last week. Five episodes ago. Last week. Her mother fell and died. It's been a lot for the poor woman. But yeah, she said, it's because I'm going to miss you. And then... David, I'm trying to remember... You know what? David looks... David sweating in the Philippines is what... Poodle sweating at the Ohio show without air conditioner <laughs> was. <laughs> Y'all, I had to throw that I had to throw that Dolly Parton costume away. I washed it. Or I couldn't I couldn't put it in the normal wash, but I hand washed it. I could still smell it. Y'all, he was drenched. Everywhere. That was me at the Columbus show. Yes. When the air conditioning broke. Mm-hmm. I felt sorry for people who had to. I changed shirts and I felt sorry for people who had to hug me after. You were very, very sweaty. Yeah. David becomes excessively sweaty. <laughs> and I think he has rosacea yeah. or something. And so his face just looks like he's having like a large Like his arena. penis. Like his yeah, giant like his clown giant nose red, penis. Yes, just formidable American dick. <laughs> his formidable American, American dick, penis. penis. But so, and he says to her, he's like, it's hot in here. And she's like, I don't feel it. I'm good. <laughs> I love that. And y'all, he gets up, gets down on one knee, says, she's crying. He says, will you marry me? 
what are you doing? And and then for and he's like, Yes, honey bear, I'm crying. And Very then sweet. and then as he gives him, he knocks over the entire <laughs> wine and I howl. Because this is exactly Shakespearean. This is exactly how life is. It uh, took us from highs to lows. And I'm telling you, I, I don't know what we're going to see for the rest of the season. Her, her keeps saying, is this real? Is this, this real? But this scene and him going, yes, was my favorite thing oh, I saw this year. It was great. Mine too. And the way, the way they handled like the production of how like signing and there was not a lot of dialogue. It's like that episode of Only Murders in the Building where, oh, where they, they – um, it, it was not completely similar, but the way they handle silence. It was great. I, I want to say, too, even like – just shows what kind of David, kind of person David is. I love them! When she keeps saying, this isn't real, this isn't real, and she says – and she's like, you'll have to slap me. Is this real? And he says, in all sincerity, he's like, I'm not going to slap you. <laughs> because he loves her so much, he's going to take care of her. I'm going to tear up. And he picks her up, and he carried Stop her it. off. Lord, lift us up where we belong. I'm going to fuck you with my clown dick. <laughs> I had to make it gross. In your gumora. <laughs> Here, hold on. <laughs> oh, no. What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, God, you just put your crotch in front of the camera. What are you doing? Here. Let's get busy, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Our poor intern, bless his heart. That's the show. That's the show, everybody. Um, you can go to realitygays.com if you want to listen wow. to the show without commercials. You can. You can do that um, on the $8 tier on RG+. Plus. It's the whole enchilada tier. If you want to watch a video of this, you can watch you us. Can see my crotch. Yeah, you can do that. I'm, I'm giving, I'm spread, I'm, give, I'm showing you my ass port right now on ass the intimate port. portrait. Um, you can watch that. That's on the $15 Don't tier. no passport. Just bring your ass port. <laughs> That's the lyric to the song, right? Don't need no passport. Just bring your passport. Sounds like banana phone. It does. All right, everybody. That's it. We're punch drunk. We got to go Jesus. sleep. We'll see you next week. We call these people lonely hearts because aren't we all just lonely hearts looking for love in all the wrong places, poodle? I can't beat passport and passport. <laughs> That's the show. That's the show. We'll see. We'll see you and your ass port next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>